5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis. Let's talk about the state of our state on 5AA, a segment we do on Mondays at around this time. And today the issue is public housing improvements around South Australia. In the studio with me, Joe Noon, who is Director of Capital Programs at the SA Housing Authority. Joe, good morning to you. Thank you for coming in. Morning, Matthew. Thanks for having me. So your role, as, as pretty much your job title, Director of Capital Programs at uh, SAHA, is determining which of our existing public housing uh, is time is is in need of renovation time for the old houses to go and new ones to go up yeah I mean we've got 33,000 houses okay um, you know they're all of various different ages and in various different locations and conditions and so we have to manage those as a as a portfolio and make sure that you know the ones that are run down are fixed up yeah. um, and the ones that reach the end of the life um, perhaps we have to demolish those and and build some new ones on those ha- on those pieces of land is that that must be a bit of a juggle though I mean you've got people probably in them now who may have had them for, for many years and you've got to relocate them to somewhere else and potentially back if they wish I, I imagine yeah I mean I've got a I've got a team of staff mm. within my area that look after relocations and and that's you know it's a challenging job for them they you know they have to work with people who have potentially yeah. lived in a home for 40 years Decades, um, yeah. have as as we all do we've yeah. all got 40 years of stuff yeah um, and, and potentially we have to move them and, and so that's you know we work really hard and, and, and try to find them a local house something similar um, and in some cases you know they might end up moving into a new home mm. um, that's pretty attractive to some Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, look, there are some underway at the moment. I'm sure that there's always projects underway wherever it might be. But yeah, just thinking back some years, actually, just around the Prospect area, driving down Prospect Road, oh, I don't know, four four or five years ago, there was a whole section there on the western side, just on the uh, the other side of Regency Road, on the Blair Athol side, where the 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 whole blocks for miles had been strip bare and you're obviously building new yeah i mean we've we we've got an urban renewal project in blair athol yeah um and and obviously that was an area of you know lots of concentrated public housing yes probably mostly 50 60 years old mm. um and ne- in need of renewal um but you know the private sector's also had a pretty strong go at, at prospect road um community housing yes. sectors also worked in prospect road pretty heavily um and i think some of the planning reforms have enabled you know a little bit of more densification along prospect road would you look at those sort of apartment blocks moving forward when you when you look at those areas or are you more interested in um say looking at a uh, the quarter acre block that may have had a semi-divided house on it becoming four units or whatever the case may be I mean, the good thing right now is we're in an environment where there's, you know, interest in public housing mm. and, and trying to grow the public housing stock. So, so we're looking at all our options. Yeah. Um, you know, so there are certainly blocks where we might have had, we have a lot of double units. Yeah. Um, you know, that are really large blocks, thousand square meters. Um, can we get three or four on those? But at the same time, we're looking at, you know, some apartment buildings in appropriate locations. We want to be near services, yeah. near schools, near public transport. Um, and, and look to build a mix of, homes that people can live in in the future so essentially i mean that's the definition of public housing improvement program everything you've been talking about till now is just getting getting those old homes that have had their their time and and replacing them yeah correct i mean the public housing improvement program really is you know it's a commitment that came out of you know the government's election commitments Mm. um it is really about you know building an additional 400 homes yeah um fixing up 350 homes that were you know in need of some pretty serious renovations 
um, and then doing a bit of a maintenance blitz on another 3,000 homes. Yeah, so, yeah. Growing up in my area, there were a lot of, a lot of the public housing was uh, a, a split or a joined masonette, yeah, the, dub- the party wall sort double of thing. Unit. Yeah, 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 so the opposite mirror image sort of thing. Three bedrooms generally, small bedrooms, a living room, a kitchen, and that was it. A bathroom, obviously, etc. But uh, so on that sort of size block, when you go through there, get rid of some of those old houses, how many do you put up in general oh, I mean, on average? It, it really does depend on the block and the yeah. location. But, you know, if, we, if we've got a double unit on something that might be, you know, a 1,000 square metres... Yeah. We could get four houses on there. There's still 250 square meter blocks, okay. which in the you know in the private market right now is is still a pretty pretty reasonable size. Yeah. Um, and then it's just about a decision about how many bedrooms we want to fit on some of those properties. Mm. Um, mm. What we what we know right now is that a larger proportion of our tenants and the people that want to get into public housing are single person households. Okay. So you know, does a three bedroom house yeah. work for a for a single person on their own, or are we better off matching them to a two-bedroom house? That's changed, hasn't it, from back in the day? Very much so. I mean, you know, th- you know, forty years ago, fifty yeah. years ago, I went to school with people that you know were, were working-class families that yeah. lived in public housing. Um, I think the demographic has shifted in public housing these days. Yes, um, and and so that means we need to adjust the stock that we build for those people. Yeah, indeed. My guest is Joe Noon. He's the director of capital programs at the SA Housing Authority. And any questions regarding public housing improvements for joe eight double two three double oh double oh tell us about the program at the moment because uh, it's 177 million it's the, the current one you're working with and i understand 430 odd new homes including in regional sa but but talk us through that yeah i mean the compo- the program's got three components new homes um fixing up you know, some vacant properties that needed major repairs and then a, and a blitz on a larger number of properties. Um, you know, we're making really good progress. Um, you know, we've got 81 homes that are under construction already. Mm. Um, we've got 103 that uh, the tender's closing on tomorrow and then okay. they would start construction in the next couple of months. Yeah. And then we've got another 100 ready for tender release a couple of months after that. So okay. so we're really trying to get on with the job as fast as we possibly can. Yeah, indeed. So so how long before they're they're built, ready, people moving in? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's a really challenging sector right now in mm. terms of trade shortages and material shortages, but our builders, our South Australian builders are doing a great job. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to put a date on okay. it, but, but certainly in the next six months, those first right. 81 homes yeah. should be just about finished and people should be able to move into those. Okay. And, and regional, so I know Mount Gambia is on the list, Renmark, a few other places as well. Yeah, I mean, one of the really strong commitments um, in this program was around regional. And so out of those 430 homes, 170 of those have to be in regional areas. Um, You know, we've got out of the 81, we've got 10 in Mount Gambia that are underway. We've got homes in Murray Bridge and Mount Barker that are Mm. underway. Um, the next tranches have got Wyala, Port Augusta, Port Perry in right. them. Um, and we're just working through that to make sure we find the right locations yeah. um, that need a bit more public housing. Okay. So could it be a bit here, a bit there in a, a town like that, or do you do the whole lot at once sort of thing in a street? I, I mean, I think it'll be a bit here and a bit there because, okay. I mean, the capacity and the ability to turn those over yeah. um, if we need to, you know, knock down an old home mm. 
getting another home for them to move into yes. in a country town yes. is, is much harder. And sure. so it's slower and we work our way through that. Yeah. Um, you know, but potentially we have to look at, you know, buying some more land if we need to. Yes. Um, and build some more homes that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, locally in the metro area. So where, where are they? Oh, here? I mean, all over the place. I, I'd really like, I, I could list off a long list yeah. of, you know, 40 suburbs if you want. Oh, wow. But, okay. but the answer is all over the place. I but mean, that's that, pretty that, broad. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. I mean, so, you know, obviously Adelaide's a very north or a south town. So yep. that's the focus of the work but you know all over the place you know salisbury st mary's plimpton yeah right. croydon park kilburn okay. Woodhill gardens elizabeth you know, so, yeah. yeah okay the benefit for housing sa tenants i imagine it's just they get a brand new home yeah potentially i mean two things one potentially existing tenants might be able to move into a new home and mm. we can use you know demolish that home and build more houses yep. or or people off the wait list get a new home mm. so you know there's there's demand for Public yeah. housing. There's demand for housing all over the sector right now, and so we're just trying to put some more houses in the system. What is the wait list at the moment? Any idea? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I think you know, be extensive though. Yeah, it always it's, is. The yeah. Cat One wait list is usually always pretty strong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and that's a good thing then if you can create more housing on the same block of land. Well, obviously that benefits everyone long term. What about local businesses? Where's the win there? Yeah, I mean we you know we have a we have a pre qualified panel of builders that we use, hmm. um, and they're all South Australian businesses. You yeah. know, they're they're not you know large businesses. They're what we call medium to small businesses, hmm. um, and so it's the opportunity for them to have more work. Okay, um, which is a great thing, and and you know we're trying to. Um, through the election commitments, we're trying to build in there the use of more South Australian manufactured products as yeah. well. So if we can use, you know, timber from the southeast, mm. um, that's what we're trying to get our builders to do now as well. Okay, that's that's good for everyone, isn't it? Everyone wins through this, and um, this is how I suppose it flows through to regional SA. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's you know, that's the the beauty of the system we've got. Um, small builders can you know get them get the materials from mm. local South Australian sources. Yeah, what about repairs and renos? Do you do that as well? If people, um, I don't know, need a new for whatever reason, something happens in a house and there's a hole in the wall or whatever the yeah, case may be. I mean, my team mostly looks after the kind of large scale right. capital projects. Okay. If, we, if we have some large repairs, but you know, certainly I have some awareness of of what our maintenance team do, and 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 obviously that's a pretty you know important part yeah. of someone living in a house. The yeah. house needs to function for them, and, and we need to repair it. Yeah, okay. And you mentioned earlier, you talked about um, businesses tendering, tenders close, etc. So that's how local business presumably get involved? Yeah, very much so. So, I mean, we, we have a pre-qualified list, so we, you know, people can get in touch. Um, uh, I think it's housingprocurement at sa.gov.au. Yep. Um, so if a builder's out there and they're not on our list, mm. they can join the list. We can add okay. them in. They fill in an, a little bit of paperwork. Yeah. It's pretty harmless. Um, and then they can join the panel and then they can bid for the homes. Yeah, that sounds like I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. But <laughs> well, no, <laughs> you know. I mean, we, we yeah. you know, we try to make, make it as easy as possible. We want yeah. these houses built as quickly as possible. We, we want to have really good relationships with our builders to make yeah. sure they get them done on time. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously then they're employing local people as well, aren't they? So yeah, it all flows through again. It does. I mean, yeah. that's that's the. I mean, it's beauty of South Australia. Yeah. We're we are a town that's built on small business. Yeah, and that means we employ South Australians. You must have a great job. I mean, you'd travel around the place checking out some of these things, wouldn't you? Oh, you know, you get the you get you get the <laughs> opportunity to go and have a look. Yeah. Um, you know, you blocks of land are blocks of land, and we go and yeah. have a look at them. But you got to make sure there's you know services in place. You got to make sure the block doesn't you know fall away at the back. Um, you mm. know, we got to make sure people's fences are on the right lines yeah. and all those kind of things. And, yeah. and you know, there is opportunity to go and have a look in some of the country areas, particularly now with this program, yeah. um, to 
you know, replenish some of those, you know, worn out streets and get some new houses in them. Where does the program sit with, for instance, in country towns where, I mean, we talk about the urban sprawl in Adelaide, but if you're, you've got a, a mission to build X number of homes in, in regional centres, do you, do you look at the boundaries of the town or say, well, uh, obviously we, we, we've got to put in 10 or whatever number of houses. We, we want to use this paddock over here that's at the edge of the current development and this is where we have to go. I mean, is that how it works? I mean, you know, we try to, you know, have a conversation really early on with councils, mm. um, and some of the other departments. So planning and, the, yeah. and those kind of entities to make sure we work that out early. I mean, yeah. the focus with this work and the reason we've been able to, get on with building the homes yes. is we've taken advantage of land that we already had. Yeah. Um, if we need to go down the path, and, and some of these country towns, it is a challenge in terms of how much land is available. Yes. And then you do need to go through some pretty big hurdles around infrastructure, you know, sewage, um, water pipes, yeah. electricity, yeah. and making sure all of that's connected. Yeah. Um, and that does take some time. Yes. And and I'm thinking, for instance, Mount Gambia, which I know reasonably well, that has expanded. Yeah. Um, and and then you think the bus services that run through the mount, it, uh, you know, that's got to be taken into account and everything else. So, you know, it must be a challenge, challenging yeah. role. Yeah. I mean, we've got a, we've got a, you know, small group of people mm. that look into that planning side yeah. of things and the land side of things because we, I mean, one of the challenges is to make sure the, the homes are located in a location that mm. works for people. You yeah. know, is it near a bus route? Can, yeah. they, can they get into town? You know, Mount Gambia is a great example. It's mm. expanded. I mean, the, the amount of houses that were being built before COVID was already large mm-hmm. and then COVID just blew it up. Yeah. You know, people were more willing to, you know, work from home, both in Adelaide or Melbourne, but mm. from Mount Gambia. Yeah. Um, so enormous pressures on the housing market in Mount Gambia, and, and that's a challenge for us. And, you know, we're looking at the moment about, you know, purchasing some more land so we can build some more homes, both for public housing, but also for affordable housing. Yeah, okay. It's it's interesting. Joe, really appreciate you coming in today. Um, thank you for your time. If if people are, are in, certainly builders, I guess they can go to the SA Housing website. Uh, website, yeah. And, yeah, perfect. Just jump yeah. on, you know, your Google machine and, yeah. and type in Housing SA and you'll get there and there's there's some links there and you can find your way through and right. get on our builders panel. Fantastic. All right. Very good. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, it uh, certainly, you know, you, you hear the story of how you do all that. I mean, a fair bit of work behind the scenes as opposed to just building a house clearly and, uh, and away we go. Yeah. I mean, you've got to get the work done and then someone, you know, we get to cut ribbons and we get yes. to open new homes <laughs> and, and people get to move into them. And that's the yeah. most important thing. The, the thing that puts a smile on your face is someone gets to move into a house. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. The Director of Capital Programs at the SA Housing Authority, my guest for State of the State today, Joe Noon. Did you know that coffin signing is gaining popularity at funerals? Guests are asked to write a message to their loved one on a light-coloured coffin. For a personalised goodbye at a price you can afford, talk to the team at simplicityfunerals.com.au. Don't suffer in the heat. Relax and stay cool. Give Ken a call. Get your evaporative air conditioner ready. Have it serviced now to run efficiently. Save on power and water bills this summer. And relax. We're here to help. Ken Hall Plumbers. 8364-5855. When it comes to wiping out flies and mozzies, we're prepared to go nuclear. But what about the fallout on your family? Ecomist is a natural insect killer. It uses natural pyrethrins to be an effective and ecological insect control product. Ecomist dispensers can be programmed to your needs with 24-hour protection for your home, your cafe or your office. 
Wipe out flies and mozzies and stay safe around your family. Order yours today at ecomist.com.au. Doesn't matter what level you're at, drum and golf can improve your game. I've got Shane from Drum and Golf with me. Now, Shane, help us out here. What's the quickest way to improve our game? Thanks, Rowie. I know this might sound a bit strange, but how often do you get your car serviced? Oh, once every six months. So why not get your game regularly serviced with either a lesson at the range or utilise one of our ultimate training aids? The two best training aids we have is the Orange Whip Tempo Trainer and the Swing Guide. The Swing Guide is by far the best training tool that attaches to your golf club and keeps you on plane. And of course, the expert advice to help you get the most out of your game. That's why we're here, Rowie. So see Shane and the team at Drummond Golf, absolute legends at Enfield, Darlington, Mile End, Tea Tree Gully and West Beach Driving Range. G'day, it's Eddie May from NRG Solar. More and more South Australians are taking control of their energy bills with solar and battery storage. In fact, Australians are taking up battery storage in record numbers because they're sick of rising power bills and being locked into a system where someone else calls the shots. The other huge bonus of going with NRG solar and battery storage is that you'll be protected from blackouts with an uninterrupted power supply. Take control. Visit nrgsolar.com.au Thinking of painting and don't know where to start? Ah, we do, because we know paint at Crowies. So, visit Crowies. And while you're there, join Crowies Club to get 10% off everything. We know paint at Crowies. CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one selling Toyota dealer, has SA's biggest range of Toyota certified pre-owned vehicles in stock. Get great value backed by CMI Toyota Advantages with roadside assistance, capped price servicing, even a seven-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. For a used car buying experience like no other, visit CMI Toyota today at West Terrace City, Cheltenham or Christie's Beach. Conditions apply. We love to see you, CMI. Oh, what a feeling, Toyota. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. Twenty-one point eight degrees in the city today, almost 22, that means, and 26 our top. It's meant to be partly cloudy. And I suppose there are some clouds over there, just here and there, over in the east, over the Adelaide Hills. But uh, I don't know what the west is like, but otherwise it looks pretty all right. And yesterday was meant to be partly cloudy. I think the sun was out all day. It was nice. But there we are. All right. Robert at Ranella. Hi, Robert. Yeah, good day there, Matthew. How are you going? Pretty good. Uh, listen, when's the, when are these blood-sucking lawyers going to stop uh, all this rubbish? And you, you take, for instance, the application that might involve, I mean, uh, you might have a 10-year-old kid mm. and so he's no, one of the neighbour's kids comes over and kicks the football around. He fall, you, The, the neighbour's kid falls on the ground, gets concussion. Next thing, you've you, you, you got to sell your house to pay the bills. Mm. Now, this is absolutely ridiculous. And, and, and the solicitors, as usual, are only in it to fill their own pockets and... Uh, and just, just to say, it's going to be such a wide uh, variety of things: netball, basketball, softball, every sport played. Yeah, it's going to be affected. So, and I'm surprised at um, Eddie McGuire. Um, I mean, I know that these sort of things happen, and and people will get concussion. But you know that before you start playing football. Mm. 
Yeah, and but that, see, that. see, look, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I totally understand where you're coming from. What I'd say about lawyers is, if you're in that position and you need a lawyer to go into bat for you, you'd be very grateful for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're very grateful for you. Yes, too, yes, they've yes. They've got their hand out. Yes, and they're right. They're dri- driving around in, in the latest in the latest Mercedes. Yeah. And, and 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 got the million dollar house. Mm. All right, Robert. Thank you. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, on the Queen and her visit to Adelaide. I, I, as I said, I don't know if it was the last, but I know this lady will. Geraldine. Hello, Geraldine. Hi, Matthew. I'll be quick. Okay. On the 25th of February, I got a phone call from Channel 9, a current affair. They wanted to do a story on me being a monarchist because of the Queen's visit. Oh, they really? came out on 26th, which was yesterday, my birthday. Oh. Spent two hours here on the Monday, and then it was a very hot day. They had a choice of a spotlight or air conditioner. They chose the spotlight. On the, the next day, on the 27th, they sent a car out to pick me up, take me back to Channel 9. I signed in as a visitor. I was sitting there and Sonia Manigan came out and said, we've just canned the story and it collapsed. <laughs> I said, that's fine. So they sent the car to take me around to where the Queen and Prince Philip we were walk about. I'm standing there with my head down and the lady next to me shoved me in the, in the ribs and said, look up. I looked up and Prince Philip was standing right in front of me. Oh, wow. And I automatically put my camera up and took a photo of him, which I still have. Yeah. That night, I watched Channel 9. A dog story took priority over the <laughs> Queen's visit to South Australia. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. <laughs> what, what was so special about the dog story? What, it had a rescue or something? I can't, I, I can't remember, yeah. but I was really annoyed. And I thought, hang on, the Queen doesn't come here very often. Oh, and I funny. hung up Channel 9 for a copy of the tape for the story. And she said, oh... If we can anything, we scrub it because we need to reuse it. Yeah, yeah. So um, there you go. And if it comes day. up in the years to come, yeah. I'll be very disappointed. Yes, <laughs> I'm terrible. sure you will. Uh, that's, that's a great story, Geraldine. Thank you. So Thank you, did, did you say hello to him while he was there? Yeah, we had a chat. Oh, had a chat. chat. He was yeah. much more interesting than the Queen. Oh, really? He chatted to all of us, yeah. Oh, and he wonderful. was impressed with my Kubra hat. I had a, a, mini, a small kangaroo koala and emu on it. Uh-huh. So, there you go. Excellent. Good on you, Geraldine. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Have a good day. How about that? Uh, bus routes uh, 361 and 503 have resumed normal service along Flockhart Avenue at Valley View. What was wrong? Was there a burst water main or something? No, detouring for some reason. But uh, now have resumed normal service. So uh, bus routes 361 and 503, if you use those out in the northeastern suburbs... All is well at the moment. Uh, Ash says, honestly, Matt, why on earth was there even a memorial for ONJ? It's not like it was the death of Alf from Home and Away. Flame and Eck. Thank you, Ash. Uh, okay. Faye says, just heard your caller on the matter of concussion. I can't understand why the L... AAFL doesn't introduce a rule in preventing these injuries. All they'd have to do is introduce a rule whereby all players must wear helmets in order to stop concussion. I heard you call to reflect on that and uh, mention the possible loss of vision. Oh, that was that was somebody else with a workplace injury. I think that together with the other injuries would have been prevented had such a rule been brought in to prevent uh, things like this happening. People can say, you know that with head injuries um, is... 
uh, such and such. And good on those taking action against the AFL. I hope your caller involved is getting help to assist them in adjustment to their vision loss. Faye at Windsor Gardens. Thank you, Faye. Um, the, the issue with helmets, apparently they, they stop your head, the outside of your head being hurt. But the concussion inside your head, your brain apparently, and I, I've put this to a concussion expert, and the brain inside the skull can, even with a helmet on, can still be concussed. The helmet does very little other than prevent your skull from being fractured, essentially, in a head collision. But it doesn't necessarily stop your brain from suffering an injury or being bruised in, in a hit. And that's the difference. Uh, Sue of Henley, well done on your call earlier. You have picked up uh, this week's tickets to the 360 All-Stars at Gluttony. More to give away tomorrow. Have a great afternoon. 5AA News from Channel 9 is next.